Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 16, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God. This is part 35 of the overall series and part seven of the part on David. So we've been studying the life of David. And so this is part seven of the David series. So let's get into the word for this morning. Standing on the word from God, part 35. I'm calling this maximize every opportunity. As a believer, you got to be able to maximize every opportunity because God calls us to do things that are so great that they're not going to happen today or tomorrow. And it may take five years or 10 years or 30 years. But as you're walking with God today, you need to learn to maximize every opportunity God puts before you. So we've been studying this amazing life of David. Let's go back to the story today. I want to uh, pick it up where we left off. So after the shepherd boy, David, was summoned to the palace, um, he was told what would be expected of him. So he gets there and he's told that, hey, listen, the king is being tormented by this evil spirit. And so what happens is whenever the king is tormented, we want you to play the harp. And so that's what happened. So the, the king would be tormented. David would play the harp. And when David played the harp, um, although David was anointed to be the king, he was there for something else. He played the harp. He was faithful over that. And the spirit would leave and Saul would be at peace. So I want you to think about this for a minute. David is like 17 years old at this time. This stranger came to his house and, and anointed him in front of his brothers to be the next king of Israel. And then he goes back to life as normal. Then a few days later, he gets called to the palace. He's going to the palace. Now he's called to be king. He's anointed to be king. The power of God is on him to be king. And so he's walking up to the palace. He's like, all right, what do you need me to do? And so he's walking in. Now, if it was us, we would be like, glory to God, my day has come to be king. No, he was called, but he wasn't ready yet. He was, he was destined, but he wasn't ready. You must be processed to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. At 17 years old, he wasn't ready to be king, even though he was anointed to be king. He wasn't ready to be king, even though he was called to be king. Listen, God has called you to do some things, but the calling does not obviate you from the preparation. He gets there and they said, no, what we need you to do right now is play the harp. He was like, oh, you need me to play the harp? Man, I'm anointed to be the king. Uh, but okay, if that's what you need me to do, he played the harp. He did it very well. And the king was pleased with him. So pleased that he sent a messenger to David's house to, to tell Jesse. Remember, there was no email, no text messages, none of that. He had to send a man. He sent a human all the way back to Bethlehem to say, listen, um, the king is very pleased with David. He wants David to remain in his service. Is that okay with you? So David remained in the palace because what? He was faithful over what God had given him to do in that moment. Yes, he was called to be king, but it wasn't time for him to be king. So what he needed to do in that moment was play the harp. And that's what he did. And so God, the Bible says that Saul loved David so much that he promoted him from harp player to armor bearer. Now, an armor bearer in scripture is significant. And there are a lot of uh, armor bearers throughout the scripture. Um, but an armor bearer, uh, armor bearer was someone who would carry the weapons for their commanders. So like Abimelech, these are people that had armor bearers. Abimelech, Judges 9, Saul, 1 Samuel 16, Jonathan, 1 Samuel 14, Joab, 2 Samuel 18. All of these people had armor bearers. And an armor bearer was responsible for being with the king, being at the right hand of the king, carrying the armor for the king, and then assisting in combat. And then sometimes when the king uh, would injure somebody but did not finish them off, then the armor bearer will come in and complete what uh, the king was working on, you know, as far as, as it relates to combat. Now, when David was in the palace, it wasn't a time of war. So since it wasn't a time of war, David's duties were non-combat related duties. 
at that point, when, it's, when you're not in a time of war and you have an armor bearer, the armor bearer basically becomes like an adjutant or an assistant. So basically just an assistant, just to be around the king. So this meant that David was going to be around the king all the time. Although he was called to replace this man, he never brought it up. Although he was anointed to be the king of Israel, he never let it come out of his mouth. He was like, well, I don't know what God is doing, but I'm just going to be faithful over what God has given me right now. You got to maximize every opportunity. And see, God was working. By him being called into the palace, he got exposed to the king. And then the, David said, uh, the king says to David, man, I really like the way you play the harp. I'm going to promote you from harp player to armor bearer. And now he's going to be with the king all the time. Not just when he was just a harp player, he could only be around the king when the evil spirit came. But now that he's the armor bearer, he's going to be around the king all the time. And so now he's there. He's exposed to the throne. Listen, this is a kid who was out there tending sheep. He knows nothing about being a king, but he's called to be the king. He knows nothing about being a king, but he's called to be the king. So what did God do? God placed him around the king so he can learn how to be a king. He was around the king, so he was exposed to the throne. He was exposed to the ins and the outs of the monarchy. He was exposed uh, to, to how you treat people, uh, uh, how you operate with royalty. And this is important because David was going to be king someday. He needed to learn how to rule as a monarch. He didn't know how to do that. He was a shepherd boy, but he learned things in the presence of Saul that he would not have learned any other way. He certainly learned things in the presence of Saul that he wasn't, was not going to learn out there in the fields, in the plains, guarding his father's sheep. So he had to appreciate the opportunity that God gave him, not complain about it. God, you said I was supposed to be the king. What am I doing over here being somebody's assistant? I'm anointed to be the king. No, no, stop. You need to maximize every opportunity. God gave you an opportunity to learn how to be a king. Yes, you're called to be a king, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a king today. So you need to learn. Standing on a word from God means that I understand that God has called me to do something. I understand. I open my heart to it. I believe I receive by faith, but I also give my, my myself over to the process of preparation. It might take some time for me to be ready to be who God called me to be. It might take some time. I must be processed and I have to be okay with that. And in that season, I got to maximize where I'm at right now so God can promote me to the next season and to the next season and to the next season. David had to learn how to make the most of this armor bearer season so that God could promote him and usher him into the next one. So what does this mean to you today? I have five things to share with you on this morning. What does this mean to you today? Let's get into these five things. Open up your heart now to receive what God is saying. Number one, God is always at work in your life. Look at me for a minute. Listen, right now, God is working. Later on today, he'll be working. Yesterday, God was working. God is always at work in your life. David was minding his own business when the prophet came to Bethlehem to anoint him to be the next king of Israel. David didn't know it. But his time in the field, while he was out there, when he thought nobody was watching, God was watching, and his time in the field was actually preparing him for his life's assignment. See, when God promoted him in front of his family, David went right back to tending sheep. He was like, listen, I'm not going to get caught up in what God said. I'm not going to get caught up in what God called me to do. Obviously, I, he hasn't opened the door for me to do it yet. So he went right back to tending sheep. He had no earthly idea. He's out there tending sheep. And I could just imagine if he's anything like me, like, my God, how is this going to happen? I'm out here tending sheep. Lord, I'm being faithful over what you told me to do, but you call me to the palace. How in the world am I going to wind up in the palace? I don't know anybody over there in the palace. I don't know the king. I don't know anybody like that. How am I supposed to wind up in the palace? And then all of a sudden, somebody wa walks up 
to his house, knocks on his father's door and says, hey, the king is asking for your son David to show up in the palace. That's how it is with God. I'm telling you, that's a God can open doors that no man can close. And then it seems like a random fact that David learned how to play the harp. We don't even know. I mean, like when you study the life of David, you don't even see that until this point. Like David, when did you learn how to, how to play the harp? But obviously at some point growing up, you know, his father saw to it that he got some harp lessons. And this seems like a crazy random, has nothing to do with your life fact. And then this was the thing that God used to usher him into the palace. Oh, I heard that Jesse's son, David, can play the harp real good, Mr. King. Do you want a harp player? Yeah, go get David. And you see what I'm saying? God can just, God is always working. God can use anything. God, God can just do something. There's, there's something in your life that can happen that seems out of place. It seems obscure. It seems random. And then God will use that thing and open a door with it. God will use that thing and use it to promote you. He went from shepherd boy to heart player. He went from heart player to armor bearer. All of this because God was always working. God is working then. God is working now. And then he puts him in the presence of the king. Proverbs 13 and 20 says that but wisdom and foolishness can be transferred by association. God will place you in the presence of great people so that what's on them can be transferred upon you. And then, yes, you can learn from them. But watch this. Some things are taught, taught. Many things are caught. You just need to be in the presence of somebody great and you can learn some things, whether they say something great or not. God has graced me to be around great people and I've, I've sought to learn, to glean from them, to see how they respond to things, to see how they approach big projects and programs and issues. I, I, I'm thankful that I've been in the presence of people and I've been able to glean from them how it is that they do it. God will place you. The grace of God will bring you before great men. And at that point, you need to glean. You need to be there. You need to know that God is working behind the scenes because he's always working. He's setting you up for your destiny. Now, your job is to make the most of the season that you're in right now so that God can then usher you into the next. Number two, your gift or the grace of God that's on your life. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 16 that your gift will bring you before great men. Now, Honestly, in context, it's talking about a gift of money. But I'm just saying, in general, that's true too, right? You write a big check, that's going to bring you before great men. But the hand of God that's on your life will also bring you before great men. So the gift of God that's on your life will bring you before great men. And when you get there, you need to maximize that moment. You need to make the most of every opportunity. Number three, when the Lord exposes you to people, because he'll do it. He will expose you to people today that, that are going to help to prepare you for tomorrow. That he will expose you to people today that will help you transform into the person that you need to be tomorrow. And when, But in order for that to happen, when God exposes you to these people, you need to make the most of every opportunity. You need to be there. Un unfortunately, watch this. If David had made the mistake that many people make today, he would have missed out. If David had gone to the, to the palace saying, I'm not going to learn from this guy. I've already been called to replace him. I, well, how am I supposed to learn from somebody? God already rejected him anyway. I'm the king. God anointed me to be the king. He would have had the wrong attitude and he would have delayed his blessing. No, he went there and he humbled himself. Unfortunately, many Christians today get so caught up in the big thing that God called you to do, right? Because God calls, it, God calls us to do great things, big things, amazing things, things that we can never do without him. That's great. Appreciate that. Write it down. Put it on your vision board. Decree it and declare it. Pray over it. All those things are great. But guess what? That may not happen today. So God can, many Christians today get so caught up in the big thing that God called them to, to do that they fail to be, to, to be faithful over the little thing that they have right in front of them right now. 
And David was like, look, what do you need me to do? Play the harp. I'll play the harp. All right, be an armor bearer. I'll be an armor bearer. You got to be faithful over where you are so that God can promote you to where you need to be. If you are not, Luke 16 and 10 says, Jesus was like, listen, if you are not faithful over little, then I can't trust you with much. Don't tell me that you just want the big thing if you're not faithful over the little thing. And so David had to be faithful over playing a harp so that he could be the king. David had to be faithful over being an armor bearer so that he could be the king. You have to be faithful over where you are. Yes, the dream is big. Thank God for the dream. But if the dream is not going to happen today, then what do you have to do today? What is on your schedule today? What is on your calendar today? You need to be faithful over today so that God can promote you to tomorrow. Say amen to that. Number four, God did not bring David into Saul's company so that Saul can learn from David. God already had moved on from Saul. So God was like, no, I'm not David. I'm not sending you there so that you could teach Saul. I'm sending you there so that you can learn from Saul. What's my point here? God wanted David to learn from Saul. So when God brings you into the presence of great men, this is something that irritates me. When God brings you into the presence of great men, shut your mouth. Don't do all the talking. If you're there, if you're in the presence of somebody that's greater, that's operating on a level that you're not operating on yet, then learn from them. How about you allow them to do some talking? You don't do all the talking. David was not there to teach Saul. David was there to learn from Saul. He had to receive. He had to be quiet. He had to be observant. He had to be ready to receive the deposit, the impartation that God was making in his life. If God puts you in the presence of somebody for a reason, and this is somebody that's operating on a level that you're only dreaming of operating on, then glean from them. Be observant, be quiet, and receive the impartation. Make sure you maximize the moment, maximize the opportunity. Number five, and finally, there is no such thing as luck. There's no such thing, uh, nothing happens haphazardly. There's no such thing as luck. You know, if you look at the life of David, this was all the hand of God. God was orchestrating things. Same thing with Abraham. Same thing with me. Same thing with you. There's no such thing as luck. Either there are spiritual forces, either God or Satan at work, or you're reaping what you've sown. Either God is working, Satan is working, or you are reaping what you've sown. You sowed a seed and now you're receiving a harvest, whether it's good or bad. Good seed, good harvest. Bad seed, bad harvest. Doesn't matter. The, the whole earth operates on cause and effect sowing and reaping the free will of humans. So either you are reaping what you've sown or God is working or Satan is working, but there's no such thing as luck. So don't chalk it up to luck. Oh, I'm just lucky. No, I'm blessed. I'm the hand of God is at work in my life. And I I understand uh, uh, my responsibility to make good decisions. So if I make a bad decision and I sow a bad seed, then man, I'm going to ask God to please cancel out that negative harvest. But if the negative harvest comes, I'm not going to blame God and I'm not going to blame Satan. I'm going to know that I sowed a bad seed, so I reap a bad harvest. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. My expectation is great because it is rooted and grounded in your love for me. You love me more than I love myself. You've opened doors for me that I could never open. You bring me before great men and women in order to prepare me for what you destined me for. And I declare by faith that I shall maximize these moments. I will maximize today so you can release me into my tomorrow. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting today's word, go to todaysword.org, T-O-D-A-Y-S-W-O-R-D.org. There's a subscribe button on the right-hand side of the website. Please subscribe. But listen,
I know I went long today, but as you head into this day, make a decision right now that you're going to maximize every opportunity, that you're going to make the most of every season, that you're going to maximize where you are right now over little so that God can give you charge over much. And before you leave the screen, please share it with someone that you know. Share it with your social media. God bless you.